0: what's up everyone and welcome back to star wars explained i am so excited for our guest today if you're anything like me you love star wars jedi fallen order you're excited for survivor well today star wars jedi battle scars comes out and we have a chance to chat with the author sam mag sam thank you so much for joining us
1: hi thanks so much for having me i'm so stoked to chat about it with you
0: great well i have a kind of an icebreaker question before we get into the the book itself uh something okay. i like to ask all of my guests is who was your favorite underappreciated star wars character uh, maybe someone that you think you you potentially could be the biggest fan of out there
1: this feels like a cheat but it genuinely is marin <laughs> which is why i wanted to write this book so bad <laughs> um because i feel like just not enough people know about her uh, that would truly appreciate her in the way that she's meant to be appreciated.
0: <laughs> so I, hopefully, I, I,
1: this will I don't stand. think that's a
0: cheat at all. Re- really, I'm just like not looking for the you know the main three of each trilogy. Just someone that someone that uh, people who haven't gotten into the games or the books might not know about. So Maren's yeah. a perfect answer. Excellent.
1: Amazing. And
0: and so <laughs> was that before you got to write for her? Did did you already like her that much?
1: Yeah, it's funny. The second I finished playing JFO back in 2019, 2020, whenever I got around to finishing it, um, I think I immediately tweeted, let me write the Marin book. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately, because I was like, I was just so taken by her as a character. Uh, we don't get to see a lot of cool, like female antiheroes in media generally. And so she just felt so fresh and exciting uh in you know in, in the star wars universe but in general too i was like oh i love a i love a bad girl <laughs> <laughs> you know just there was there was so much there and she doesn't show up until the very end of the game so mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of time with her and i just like immediately wanted more time with her i wanted to understand her story more i wanted to know uh how she felt about everything that had happened to her i wanted to know how she felt about being a mantis like I just, I, I immediately was like, "There's this wealth of possibility with her," um, and I, and I'm chomping at the bit for more. <laughs> so,
0: that I, I think, right that away, many fans share that exact same experience. I know when I, know I was playing it, it for the first time, at, at the very end, uh, Cal gets the the thing from Dathomir, and he's about to leave, and Marin, it, you can tell she's kind of tossing around the idea of coming with Cal, yeah. and I, I was just like say you'll come with us come on join us join us join us and yeah. she's like I'm gonna come with you and I was like yes like yeah but like you said it's just right <laughs> at the end of the game and I think the only I thing I would do to make Fallen Order better is to have more Marin
1: I completely agree with you you're I think <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right <laughs> and now we get more Marin so yeah great
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're we're doing a perfect segue into the book. And first, let me say that I, I really, really enjoyed it. I love Fallen Order to Death. It is one of my favorite Star Wars stories. So I, I try to take note of, you know, when a book really grabs me and I'm like, OK, I'm all in. And from page one, I just had a giant smile on my face getting to be with these characters again. So uh, thank you for that and congratulations
1: thank you I mean that's honestly how it felt writing it too because I'm such a fan of the game and of these characters like getting to sit down and be like oh I get to I get to hang out with them again was just really fun (laughs) I just I loved that
0: what was your relationship with the game just just got to play it as a fan first and yeah uh, just just put that out into the universe to that you wanted to write for Mary.
1: I I actually lived with someone at the time who was working on the game. Uh, And so I had had this sort of, uh, you know, behind the scenes look into how it was made and everything, which was cool. And I had been hype about it for such a long time because of that. And then when it came out, I obviously was, I loved playing it. Um, It was, it was a blast. I had remained mostly unspoiled. I was still shocked when Vader showed up (laughs) at the end. Um, There's like a video of me on TikTok. Uh, watching that moment and I'm I lose my marbles (laughs) about it because I had no idea um and yeah I was just a huge fan and had had tweeted about it and had been really effusive about my love for it and for those characters especially because you know in my writing and when I consume media as a fan I find plot kind of extraneous. I'm I'm a person who like gets really attached to character mm-hmm. more than anything, and I think that's that's the thing that JFO does best is establishes the, these. It's the thing that Star Wars does best in general. Yeah. I would argue it just establishes characters that you care about, um, and again want to hang out with more, want to know more about, and that the game really did that. Um, so it was I I had I had been pretty effusive about it, and then I was approached by an editor at previously Delray, now Random House Worlds, uh, who was kind of like, when this opportunity for this book came out, like you are our first choice. Like I knew immediately Tom Holler, who was my editor on this book was like, it had to be you, uh, which I feel very flattered. And honored about, I think probably because again I was effusive about my love for the characters, uh, but probably also because I have a lot of experience as a video game writer. That's my day job, mm-hmm. um, so that that's kind of like a cool connection there. And uh, my previous experience having written for Star Wars. So uh, it was it, when I got that email about the opportunity, I was I like melted down about it. <laughs> it was it was truly like the most exciting email I could have gotten from the Star Wars <laughs> team possible because like. There are so many wonderful, um, you know, the universe is rich and the characters are wonderful in the entirety of the Star Wars universe. But if there was any character truly that I could have chosen to delve into more, it would have been Maren. So the fact that then I also got to uh, dive into the POV of the rest of the crew was a real boon on top of that.
0: You're bringing up things that are perfect segues into the next stuff that I wanted to talk about. You're you're doing so good. You're making it so easy for me. (laughs) You you brought up your experience as a a video game writer as well. What is it like to write for a character like Cal? Because, you know, in the game, Mm -hmm. the player gets to be Cal and step into his shoes a bit. But now you have to write for him and kind of define certain aspects of his character. So was that a challenge?
1: It was actually kind of exciting because I think you bring up a good point, which is that Cal, as a player character in the game, like we're playing from his perspective, but he is also sort of necessarily a cipher, um, because one of the core tenets of, of game writing is that you don't want players to experience ludonarrative dissonance, which is that like the character you're playing doing something that you as the player like don't want them to do or wouldn't have wanted them to do, where it like doesn't it doesn't quite align. You know what I mean? So in a lot of ways, when you're writing player character you have to leave them kind of you can't get too deep which is why a lot of the time in video games you find that player characters are less um they're like a less interesting or less verbose um or are not allowed to be as like effusive as npcs or like mm-hmm. as your crew you know what i mean like think about dragon age or mass effect or any of those games like everybody else is is super interesting like the inquisitors whatever you know and that's that's kind of that's how video games work that's how you have to it's a it's how you have to make them and so this was a really cool opportunity where in the video game like Cal has a personality he has a great personality a lot of like we love him he's a really earnest um you know he's a really positive guy but we don't again, because it's a video game and it's focused on being fun to play, Mm -hmm. necessarily, we don't get a lot of time to like sit around with Cal and have to be like, but why am I so earnest? Like, why (laughs) do I feel this way? You know, like, where does this come from inside of me? There's just no, there isn't the time or space for that in a video game. And there shouldn't be not in AAA action adventure games, certainly. Um, So it felt like a real exciting opportunity to be able to take this character that had been established so well in JFO, but necessarily hadn't been able to be explored as deeply as I think a lot of people would have wanted because they love him and they find him interesting to be like, oh, I want to know more about him. Why is he like this? To so get to kind of like pop the hood on him, take a look at a lot of Respawn's initial documentation for him, sort of their ideas about why he is the way he is, and then knowing where he's going to end up in survivor versus where he ended in fallen order and being able to look at that and kind of saying like okay well why why is he the way that he is right now like at this point a couple of years after jfo and a couple of years before survivor um where is his head at i it was less nerve-wracking and more exciting to me hmm. because like i came out of that game being like man how does someone go through all this dark stuff that cal has gone through and come out of it like the sweetest, the sweetest boy, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what is the answer to that? I I liked to be able to get into that a little bit. (laughs) And
0: and you brought up the the contrast of kind of the action and the gameplay with the story. There was something I noticed and it's in Fallen Order and it's just kind of, you know, games are a little more violent and maybe more violent than a Jedi quote should be. And I was realizing that that more reading the book that I was like, oh, this is occasionally insanely violent, uh, surprisingly violent, especially with Marin, which I think we'll touch on later. But how was that kind of balancing the, the desire for the book to feel like the game and also connecting it back with what a classic Jedi appears to be?
1: It's such a good question. And it was such an interesting and frankly challenging line to walk and a thing that uh, Lucasfilm and I went back and forth on a lot because I would write things into the book. It was really important to me. I'll start with this. It was really important to me to to when writing the action scenes to have as much as possible, with the exception of cool moments that like you can't do in the game. And I wanted to take advantage of the fact that this is a book like Cal jumping on a jetpack, flying bounty hunters back. (laughs) Like you can't do that in the game. But for the most part, I wanted Cal's actions in the book to map pretty much one-to-one with the actions that you take in the game during gameplay. So obviously I'd play the game, I'd beat the game, but while writing, I often, I I always had YouTube videos up of Cal's move sets. So that when I was writing his actions, it would match up with the actions you can take when you're playing Cal. Cause uh, you know, I want people who have played the game to be able to be like, oh, I know what that looks like. I did that. I can do that. Uh, I can picture it. You know, I, I wanted it to feel like these are Cal's moves. They're not just like the moves that the PlayStation controller or whatever Xbox controller allow you to do or your keyboard. If these are Cal's moves, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was important to me. But I there were often times when writing the book where I would like put in something that you could do during the game, like say, you know, put a lightsaber through a stormtrooper's skull. <laughs> <laughs> or a Lucas will come back and be like, whoa, 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 Cal doesn't actually do that. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, no, no. And I watched him do it. I could do it. And they'd be like, yeah, but he doesn't like actually do it. (laughs) And I'd be like, "Mm, doesn't he though? Like, so there was a lot of back and forth about like what is what is like video game fantasy versus what is Mm. actual canon about the level of violence. We toned down a lot of the violence in the Cal POV sections, especially. Uh, but I I fought a little bit more to keep um. Some of Marin's more gleeful, violent outbursts in her sections, uh, which Cal calls out as being inappropriate, <laughs> like too <pretty> messed up, <laughs> um, necessarily. To put necessarily, it lightly, I sure. Don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to be like this is good because um, <laughs> you know it isn't necessarily. But like, Marin is not a Jedi. Like mm-hmm. her powers come from the dark side. She comes from a planet based in the dark side. Like she is kind of evil a little bit, and so felt disingenuous to remove that from her entirely. That being said, I do think it is probably one of, if not the most violent Star Wars book, Uh, but that's okay because I balance it out with kissing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's true. Uh, Yeah. One of the most violent books and also, yeah, like pretty intense uh, love scenes as well so it's
1: spicy it's a little yeah, spicy
0: is a good way to put it we try to keep the channel here family friendly so i'm I'm trying to <laughs> dance around my words uh book too. <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah i think that's a perfect segue into marin and i really loved the exploration of night sister magic what does it look like to have uh, a dark side user traveling the galaxy with a light side user and their <laughs> yeah. best friends i, I really yeah. loved that dynamic so what was it like to dive into Night Sister Magic? Because that is a, a lesser known aspect of the force.
1: It was so fun. It was one of the ways this and Night Sister Magic in general and the Fifth Brothers backstory were the two ways that Lucasfilm was really like, hey, kind of like go for it. We haven't really explored this um in a lot of depth uh in a in novel format. So go for it and we'll we'll kind of like pull you back in ways if we need to or adjust things as necessary. But they really let me kind of have at it um, in terms of what it might feel like for Marin to use her powers, what it might feel like for Marin to have difficulty using her powers, being as far away from home as she is or going through the trauma that she has gone through with uh, losing her planet and the people that she loves and all this difficulty that she's been through. Um, If I can,
0: I just want to say, because I I recently just played Fallen Order again, and there's a line when she gets to Bogano about how she feels the Force differently there, and she doesn't feel as connected to her magic. And I was like, oh my God, because I finished reading the book right before that, and I was like, wow, that lines up great.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly, you know, and it was, it seemed like something really interesting to explore both from Maren's perspective emotionally, but also just from like a canon perspective of how she accesses her powers because, you know, everybody on the Mantis has been through trauma. This is really like childhood trauma, the ship <laughs> in a lot of ways, or the book. Um, and we're used to, not in the books, we we do get to spend some time with like Stormtroopers and in Delilah's next book and Inquisitor. And, <laughs> um, you know, so less so in the books, but generally in Star Wars, we are, we approach a lot of these problems or people dealing with trauma through the perspective of the Jedi, who very much are like, can't be angry, have to be loving, have to be accepting, have to, you know, tamp those negative feelings down in in a real, like, and frankly, a way that I don't think I would be able to do. Um, so, to be able to look at not only how Maren accesses her powers, but also how Marin thinks about her emotions from the perspective of someone who is not concerned about the force or the light side or, you know, being kind of bad was fascinating to me, especially in a Star Wars book where we really don't get to we don't get to do that a lot. We don't get to, you know, look at a character and say like, it's It's okay to feel the things that you feel, even if they are bad. Um, I think that's it's really a crux of the book is that Marin's been around the only people she's had to talk about her issues for the last couple of years is like Seer and Cal <laughs> who are not going to tell her, feel your feelings, move through anger before you get to acceptance. Like they're not going to say that. Marin needs somebody to say that to her, to mm. give her the permission to do that. and she hasn't had that
0: what was really important to you as you gave Marin the spotlight for the first time?
1: Oh, so many things. I mean, all of that, certainly. Yeah. Uh, being able to explore just more of how she felt about the history of what happened on Dathmir, um, and also her connection to her powers and what that means to her personally, that was really big for me. Um, but also something that Respawn approached me with initially uh, or like approached the the folks at Del Rey with um, was that they wanted to establish that Marin was pansexual. Um she had been in Fallen Order. They make like vague reference mm. to it in one of the lines, but they wanted it to be really clear. I think that's probably <laughs> Yeah I think they said
0: something about brewing potions, potions together.
1: Yeah. And she uh, says it's... like, oh I thought we were gonna be together forever or mm-hmm. something along those lines. You know what I mean. Um, right. but not like, and then we kids <laughs> like there there we there's not really again the time or space for that um organically in a video game. and so that something they wanted to establish here was like that she is a pansexual character, that she was envisioned that way from the start. Um, and it was important to me to make that really clear and to also sort of like give Marin the opportunity to experience love with someone who wasn't like you know she she'd been with like head crushes on night sisters as like a kid or whatever like a you know as as you do when when you're young you know but <laughs> yeah, she deserved the opportunity i think to experience what it really feels like to experience kind of a summer love mm-hmm. with someone uh that really intense passion that happens and was important for me as a queer, queer creator to to do that in. I don't want to say explicit. I don't mean that in the in the like spicy way, but I mean it was important for me make to make it very that clear. Yeah, textual and not subtextual. Yeah, exactly. In a way that it couldn't be argued, um, and also she good for her
0: oh yeah i I think that's a hard life (laughs) uh, yeah i think (laughs) not just for her but everyone on the mantis it's like we just want them to be happy and yeah the the summer fling is such a a good way to put it i I think it's just the marin effect everyone that sees her is like well now i have a crush it's it's impossible
1: (laughs) it's so true it's so real (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's my
0: wife and bo- both of us, my wife and I playing Fallen Order are like, let's get to Marin as fast as we possibly can.
1: <laughs> <reason>. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, I-, I think that you-, you did a great job of also, I don't ship a lot of people. I do ship Cal and Marin a little bit. Like I, I want those crazy kids to be happy. And you did a-, yeah. a wonderful job of making me care about her relationship in this book and enjoying it. While also I didn't feel like, the door was slammed on uh, Cal and Marin, and I also even loved how so kind of doofy Cal could be about it all.
1: That was really, really important to me, and I'm really glad to hear you say that because I have a lot of respect for Cal and Marin shippers. I like, I vibe with it. I see it, um, and I think one of the best things about Fret, uh, Marin's love interest as a character, is that she essentially comes into the picture to forced to the surface all of the issues that the characters on the mantis have been kind of hiding from each other or even like and especially i would say not wanting to admit or hiding mm. from themselves um that you know it's been a long couple of years there's a lot of tension roiling under the surface but those conversations are hard and scary and might involve fighting and you know pe- that people don't want to do that you want everything to kind of be okay cal especially wants everything to just be okay and when fret shows up it forces all of this to the surface where like all of a sudden people have to reevaluate their relationships with each other and also they have to reevaluate their own feelings where it's like if cal feels some kind of way about seeing marin with fret all the time like why do you think that is cal <laughs> think about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I think that that was, uh, that's important uh, in there. And I think that the book ends on a very open-ended note when it comes to Calamaran. So I don't know. It definitely,
0: across the board, felt like it it, uh, had some open ends where I'm like, you know, the, the speculator in me wants to see what is this telling me about Star Wars Jedi survivor? Totally. uh, Good. Okay.
1: Perfect. (laughs)
0: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to pick out things where I'm like, this might be something or it might not be, I don't know. Uh, but I'm excited to find out what is it like (laughs) to write a story like that, where you have the beginning point with fallen order, you know, what's coming in Star Wars Jedi survivor. I assume, you know, at least some of it. So how is it to write a, a bridging story there. Is that an advantage or a challenge?
1: I would say it's kind of both. It, it was a really interesting challenge with this because you are sort of serving a lot of masters, um, which is especially that the book has to set up and essentially the purpose of the book is to set up all of the emotional stakes and um A lot of the conflict that occurs in Survivor. I think Survivor starts in a really interesting place. Reading the book gives you a lot of context as to how the crew got to that place before it happened. Um, But the book also has to be an entity that stands on its own. It has to be a complete story with a beginning and a middle and an end uh, that does set up all these things for Survivor, but that doesn't feel like it just ends and it's like okay now go play the game (laughs) and doesn't satisfy you as as its own object you know Uh, and so that that was a real challenge because a lot of the themes and character arcs that occur in Survivor are things that we start to touch on in Battle Scars but are never quite resolved so it was an interesting like I found it an interesting challenge to bring those elements to their natural conclusion in this book while still to your point leaving enough of it unresolved that i wasn't stepping on the toes of what is about to happen in survivor and like undermining it you know um so yeah but it was cool i mean it's one of the reasons that i like working in ip so much is that you are playing in someone else's playground figurines already exist and you get to move them around and, you know, all of that world building is already there. All you have to be concerned with is essentially character development, which is my favorite thing to write. My favorite thing to read and watch plot to me is I care about character. um. So I love that. I think that was like the real benefit of this, but does make it, does make it tough in a lot of ways too, but a fun challenge.
0: Well, I think it's such a valuable aspect of this story as well because the video games don't get to spend as much time as I want them to with Grease or Seer or like obviously we talked about Marin and so getting little point of view chapters from all of them I I found to be very valuable and so much fun.
1: I'm so glad to hear you say that. It's funny the book was initially pitched to me as a Cal book only and I Hmm. fought really hard and my editorial team fought really hard my editor Tom and I uh, we're really passionate about making sure that all of the characters got POV chapters because the game is the game is always going to be from Cal's POV. Fallen Order is always going to be from Cal's POV. I can't say too much about Survivor, but you've seen the trailers, like you know that a bunch of Survivor. You're playing Cal, right? Like that you're always in the games going to be limited to Cal's perspective necessarily by the fact that you're playing him. The book, or the comics, like, with the Seer comic, like, this is really the only sort of unique opportunity to experience the interiority of everybody else. I mean, of Cal, certainly, but, but of everybody else, too. We're only going to experience all of these other ca- characters via Cal's perspective in the game. So here, mm-hmm. this is our one chance to be like, well, what is Grease thinking, though? Like, he's funny. He's the comic relief. But, like, how does he actually feel? like? How does Seer actually feel at this point about Trilla? What is she actually thinking about her relationship with Cal? Stuff we're never gonna get to know in the game. Um, And so it felt really important to me to get to, to get to do that. And I'm glad that you found value in it. That makes me really happy. <laughs>
0: I, I think Grease was the biggest surprise for me to be just like, I liked turning every page and being like, ooh, it's Marin's point of view. Cool. And they're like, oh, Seer. And then I, oh, for a while, great. I think it took a while to get to Grease. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I, I, I really <laughs> He was my favorite
1: to write. Grease, yeah. <laughs> Ad- admittedly. So fun. <laughs> Those chapters flew by. Grease and the fifth brother, I think were actually uh, two- two of the most fun characters to write for me, not only because I got to inform the fifth character's backstory a lot and mm-hmm. kind of give him like a lot of, we, we don't really know a lot about the fifth brother coming into this, coming out of Kenobi and Rebels, we really only know that he's like a really fierce fighter who doesn't like people. We don't, we don't <laughs> even know his species, you know what I mean? So this was a cool opportunity to get into that, but also to get into like, what would make a force user end up like the fifth brother does. Um, and I, I think it also allowed me to indulge a lot of my worst, the last Jedi love uh, in being like, in, in writing a chapter where I just got to be like, the Jedi suck. <laughs> <laughs> they did a lot of things bad. Uh, the fifth brother has been personally victimized by the Jedi <laughs> or <laughs> Council and order in a lot of ways. And so it was cool to be able to be like, he also thinks he's the hero. And uh, and here's why. Um, here's why he fights so hard for the things that he believes in. I don't think the Sith are right. I don't think the fifth brother is right necessarily. But it was fun to be able to be like, uh, you know.
0: The Jedi aren't perfect.
1: Yeah. they They have yeah. a lot of their own issues. You
0: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here's what they were.
0: <laughs> and as someone who uh, cares too much about the details, thank you for giving him a species. That was just
1: oh, thank bugging you, bugging <laughs> him for a
0: while. Yeah, now <laughs> now I I'm am. like, there we they go. Let me
1: invent a planet so I yeah. will live forever in the annals of Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> for that, which is a big win for me.
0: <laughs> how did the fifth brother come about as the villain? I mean, I I know that you were probably going to have an inquisitor, but that there's so many to choose from. So how did you settle on the fifth brother specifically?
1: Uh, It was Lucasfilm's suggestion, actually. They were like, we would love to know more about him. This feels like a really good opportunity to be able to dive into his story more. Um, We we think you should use him. I had initially, um, Tom, editor, and I thought it might initially be kind of cool to use the Inquisitor that Delilah Dawson is writing about Mm -hmm. in her next book. Um, But our development cycles did not match up we were writing our books at the same time. <laughs> so it was like, there was too much influx over that. And so Lucasfilm was like, we think it would be really cool if you use the fifth brother um, and kind of took that opportunity to establish a bunch of canon about him that we just don't have yet. Uh, and I was like, Heck yeah, because I had just finished watching Kenobi. It was like delicious. <laughs> um, so I was really excited about it. I thought it was it was pretty neat. There aren't that many inquisitors to choose from, frankly. Mm-mm. We're mowing through them pretty quickly. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean that that is part of the joy again and the challenge of writing for an IP book like this is that like not only are you serving respawn right and what they need to do with the game, but also the folks at Lucasfilm are very much like "Mm, you can't use that planet because in a television show in seven years we're actually setting a thing on this (laughs) but you know what I mean like if they even tell you which like oftentimes they don't but like they they have such a like cerebro (laughs) perspective on like all of these things that they're doing in all these different mediums where like you have to you have to slot yourself into that in a way that doesn't Mess with like any of the other uh, much more important or like higher budget stuff that they're doing. Uh, so when they're kind of like here, have you're like yes, thank you, I I will. <laughs>
0: I love the idea of just a Lucasfilm employee that just loves the fifth brother. And they're like, please, please write the fifth brother. We really want to learn more about the fifth brother.
1: (laughs) I love that too. And I think that is, I mean, that's what the guys at Story Group are like, you know, they're a bunch of Star Wars fans like me. like they're a bunch of dorks about Star Wars, which is cool. So it's it's neat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we're coming to the end here. I want to wrap up with just some fun details and stuff. I really loved all of the, jokes the callbacks to fall in order the pink poncho ogdo bogdo you you threw quite a bit in there uh did you have a, a favorite salt
1: joke in there going yeah, got two i think i think i did yeah uh that was that was really important to me uh being able to include the Boggling, that was mm-hmm. really really uh i definitely wanted to see her on the ship because i have like a real love for Bogglings. Uh, justice for boglings. More bogglings, less porgs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that the, the Grease salt references.
0: <laughs> it, it was fun to know that that wasn't uh, a mistake, or it was like a purposeful <laughs> thing on his part that, yeah, he was salting his food for a minute straight because he likes salty food.
1: He does. I hate to think about the state of his arteries, but that's between Grease and his god
0: the different species he's probably fine yeah Maybe i'm sure it's fine salt. yeah
1: yeah totally <laughs> we can do that it's space whatever
0: yeah i totally agree well <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out and talking with us um I, I, you know one more question i'll throw out since you were able to manifest this one is there another star wars book or character that you would like to th- just throw out there and let the force bring to you in the future
1: I would love to write Bo-Katan. I would love to write a Bo-Katan book. Uh, there's a lot of love for her going around with Mando right oh, yeah. now. Don't, I, I don't know how, I think there's probably a million things in the works for her. So I don't know how possible that is. I think the real answer is like, I want to write more Marin, to, to be totally honest. So any opportunity, maybe like Marin comics or something would be really cool. Mm. I would love to do that. So uh, hopefully yeah, that's, that's my girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hopefully, but also Katie Sackoff.
0: Oh yeah. She's great. Uh, that, that's how I've been selling this book to friends. If you want more Marin, like this is the Marin story that we want and need. So
1: amazing. Yeah, Thank loved you all so that. much.
0: Yeah. Uh, where can people find you online? And what's something else that you've written that's maybe not Star Wars that you think a Star Wars fan
1: might enjoy? Oh, great question. Uh, I'm just Sam Megs. My name uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Sam writes a lot on TikTok. Uh, and I am currently writing a bunch of critical role graphic novels. Uh, I have written two that are out currently. I'm still doing some work for them with dark Horse. If you are uh, a big star Wars fan, uh, critical role, I feel is the like fantasy equivalent of, of that world. So I totally recommend you check those out. And I also have an original graphic novel called tell no tales, pirates of the Southern seas. Um, which is co-created by Kendra Wells, who is a wonderful artist and is the true, not true story of Anne Bonny and Mary Reed and their pirate crew from the 1700s, which was really, really fun to write. So uh, a very, another bad girl story (laughs) in comic form.
0: That's great. Well, Thank you again for spending time to chat about Battle Scars with us. The book is out today, so go read it especially if you have fallen order and you can't wait for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It got delayed 6 weeks. So go read Battle Scars. But thank you all <laughs> for watching. Uh go follow Sam. I'll put links in the description and may the force be with you.
1: And also with you, Alex.
0: Oh, thank you.